welcome to episode 15 of the Fierce Calling Podcast. I'm your host, author, blogger, and speaker, Dara Swift. This podcast is about a community of women who are taking action where their passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. We are using our gifts to impact the world for Christ. And the mission of this podcast is to encourage and inspire other women to do the same. What is it like when the Holy Spirit shows up in a powerful, life-changing way? What does it look like to go from knowing about Jesus to experiencing a vibrant, passionate, intimate relationship with Him? What is it like to be a friend of God? In today's episode, I'm talking with Bridget Blood. Bridget currently serves as pastor of spiritual formation at Shawnee Alliance Church in Lima, Ohio. She shares a powerful encounter that brought extraordinary healing on an ordinary day. It changed her life and flipped everything she believed about Jesus. Her conviction and calling is to equip and encourage others to walk in the full power of the Holy Spirit and to passionately pursue God's presence. That's where true freedom is found. Her words will bless you today, friends, so listen in while I have a chat with Bridget Blood. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Fierce Calling Podcast. Today I'm welcoming my friend Bridget Blood. Bridget currently serves as pastor of spiritual formation at Shawnee Alliance Church in Lima, Ohio. She's passionate about equipping others to hear God's voice and live in intimate friendship with the Holy Spirit. She leads various workshops equipping people to pray with power and have a healthy soul. You'll often find her drinking coffee, listening to a podcast, crying through a Hallmark movie, a girl after my own heart, or talking about changing her hair color again. So I'd like to welcome at this time my friend Bridget Blood. Bridget, welcome to the Fierce Calling Podcast. And please just jump right in and tell us your story and how you are taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. Thank you so much for having me. I have, I've had a lot of health issues throughout my life. Uh, had brain surgery when I was 14. Wow. Um, I had just a lot of, you know, chronic different things. And I was okay. You know, after the brain surgery, I was okay for a little while. Um, but I found myself my um, sophomore year in college very sick again, point where I had professors that would pray over me to make it through class because I couldn't sit for three hours. I, would, I mean, I would have just, I was riddled with chronic pain. Um, and doctors couldn't find anything that was really going on. And we had everything checked and made sure there was no previous issues popping back up. And, um, and so I had two professors that said, we'd like to pray for you every week. And I was like, sure. I wasn't offended by it, but I really, if I'm being honest, I didn't really think anything was going to come of it. Mm-hmm. So the husband and wife, there was a team. They would pray for me every Tuesday night after one of their spiritual formation classes. And then every Wednesday, she taught a women's group about um, developing women's callings. And it was cool. <gasps> So the women's group would pray for me every Wednesday. And um, so that went on for several weeks, went through some beautiful deliverance prayer and got free from a lot of demonic bondage that had just come through my family history. Um, and that was just, a, again, a brand new, <laughs> brand new experience for me. I didn't grow up in, I did not grow up in a charismatic church or anything like that where the Holy Spirit or the gifts of the Holy Spirit really talked about, but I knew I was free and I knew that my experiences with Jesus were real because they were, they were keeping me free. They were lasting. People always ask me, you know, how do I know um, if these are just weird people doing weird things or if it's actually Jesus and it's just something I'm not, I'm not familiar with. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say an experience with Jesus always establishes freedom and it maintains freedom. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it continues. And so um, that was kind of the first part of 
that journey to spiritual formation. And then several months later, I was in New York City um, teaching on hearing God's voice with that professor. She had asked me to come and share my story of how I had, had begun to hear the Lord's voice. And all of a sudden, again, my whole body flared in pure, I call it pure pain. Like there was no other feeling in my body except like level a thousand pain. Mm. Um, and so we were getting ready to walk to lunch with a group of people. And I stopped her and I said, you have to pray for me and you have to pray for me right now. Like I cannot move any forward. Like I cannot go any further. Like I feel like I'm going to pass out. And so these, her and these two guys that I still don't, I don't even remember their names. Um, they stopped and we stopped in the middle of the sidewalk. And so people were walking around us and they prayed for me. And I felt the warmth of the Holy Spirit go from the top of my head and work its way all the way out through my toes. Um, and I took one step forward and every ounce of pain was completely gone. Praise the Lord. Oh, wow. And that, and I was like, okay, is this real? Is this just like, is this just an emotional experience? And I'm just excited. And then day after day after day, the pain was gone. Hmm. And so it flipped everything that I believed about Jesus and what miracles meant. It flattened everything. And so again, this journey of like, God, like, who are you? And like, what does it mean to have a relationship with you? Because clearly I've been missing something. I've known you. I followed you. I've been in the word. I've been a person of prayer, but yet the, the way that I see Jesus now is so much more real. Yeah. Um, and so it just kind of began this story of, um, you know, family conversations about what we meant as a family and what does it mean to me for me to be a woman as a pastor? I mean, I, I called when they, I was offered this position um, again, I grew up in a church that, that they weren't comfortable with that. Mm-hmm. And so I called home crying and talked on the phone to my dad. And I said, dad, like, are you going to hate me if I take this job? Mm. So it began this, um, what does it mean for me to fully obey Jesus when I know that he's calling me and he's leading me um, and there's going to be people and there's going to be people that I love that don't agree with me. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, I think that's the really big story, but those were all the the massive events that kind of took place into um, I cannot so convicted. I, I cannot live teaching a counterfeit gospel. Um, and there's this beautiful part. I can't remember the exact verse right now. I'll have to pull it up. But um, when Paul is talking about like all of the terrible things that will happen in the last days, and he talks about, you know, people will be lovers of themselves, lovers of money, disobedient, proud, and he lists this huge long list of sins. And the last verse of that passage, he says, and people will have a, a form of godliness but void of power. Hmm, that's pretty powerful. I just had this massive like conviction of I, I have to equip people to walk in the full power of the Holy Spirit. Mm. And not to be weird people, not to be, you know, jumping around with our tambourines or our maracas, but just really people that are passionately pursuing God's presence and what that means. That's the only place we're really going to be free. Yes. I love that. I love yeah. how you said um, establishes freedom and maintains freedom and think, how you experience that. Um, John 10, 10, when he, you know, I came that you would know life and abundant life. Mm-hmm. And so this whole idea that Jesus offers is it's not just something. Um, I mean, and then we go back to John eight, like you will know the truth and the truth will set you free. It's not just about knowing it in your head. It's about like, you will, you will experience the truth and the truth will set you free. And so we're not going after emotional experiences, but we are going after authentic experiences with God because that's where the freedom is. Mm, that's just wonderful. How you said the counterfeit gospel, like you're not going after a counterfeit gospel because the truth will set you free and experiencing 
the Holy Spirit. We read about it, and yet I don't know if it's fear or what it is about that people don't really, I don't know, grasp hold of the power that, you know, the very power that resurrected Jesus from the dead lives in us and how that is such a, an amazing thing that we have in that he is the comforter and he was sent. And, and that, you know, it just tells us all this and it's so biblical, but yet, you know, some just shy away a little bit thinking, well, that's not really for today, but it is, yeah. it is for today. And that story of your healing is so powerful and it just brings out the, the power of prayer and just trusting in the Lord and not even knowing like what, what he's going to do with it. That's exciting stuff. So what did your dad say when you called about that? It was interesting at first. Um, he, you know, he had said that the Lord had kind of been preparing his heart for this. Mm. And again, it wasn't necessarily anything that he was personally not okay with. It was just kind of some of the influences in, in his life and in our church. Again, I'm very thankful for that. I have no ill feelings towards I'm very thankful for the upbringing that I had. And so the Lord just began to unpack some stuff with him. I ended up having him read a book that he's given to so many people. He like, it's his, like, he keeps it with him. He buys it for everybody. It's called Fashion to Rain mm. uh, by Chris Valentin. And it's a, just, I don't even know how to describe it. I want to say it's permission, um, but it's a biblical understanding. Um, and yeah, it's, I guess the, the word permission is coming to my head. Like it is just an unleashing for women to rise up. And like you, your whole idea of this podcast, the fierce calling mm -hmm. uh, is to rise up and be who they're created to be. Um, and I'm really passionate about that too. I think in our world today, we have so much of this feminism movement that I think as a church, we've really been afraid to empower women because Sometimes we feel like when we say empower women, it's synonymous with um, teaching women to like hoard their power over men or, you know, do marches and all this kind of stuff. And like, that's just not what God intended. When we look at like Genesis in the garden, like God created us that we would be co-laborers. Mm -hmm. We have different strengths. We have different weaknesses as, as male and female, but is that we would be together. And so when Jesus came and he died on the cross, like it wasn't just about that our sins would be forgiven. It's that we would come back and be in our free fall place, that we would be one with God and one with each other. Yeah. Uh, and so for me, like that's a really big part too, is I, I love leading women and I love leading men. We don't lose our masculinity and femininity. Mm -hmm. um, they're distinct, they're powerful, they're beautiful. Um, but when we can use them together and we can lead, I just think it's a really beautiful thing. Last year, I listened, again, I'm a podcast person. I love them. Mm -hmm. I was listening to a message and it was from Pastor Hona Toledo. And he um, is one of the pastors at Expression 58 Church in California. And he said, you know, one of the reasons, this is totally paraphrasing. So um, one of the reasons why our world is so messy is because we have fathers missing from, missing from homes and mothers missing from churches. Hmm. And it was one of those things that I, as soon as I heard that, like I haven't been able to let it go. You know, those statements are those things you hear where you're like several years later, you're still hung on that yeah. truth. Um, and so I, I have a, a passion to equip women to be mothers um, and whether that's in their home, whether that's in their churches, whether that's at their, you know, their business or their office that like we have a mandate um, if we are really going to create disciples and create sons and daughters, then we have to be people that are willing to be healthy mothers and fathers. 
um, wherever God calls us to lead. Mm, that's beautiful. I love your deep perspective. All that we do is unto the Lord. And so whether we're out in the workforce or we're home raising our children, homeschooling, or, you know, whatever it is, we're called a corporate work, you know, in a, in a corporate setting. It's like we say, it's wherever we live, work, and play that we have an opportunity to share the gospel and share Jesus with the world and use our gifts to impact the world for Christ. So that is what you are really passionate about, uh, seeing women using their gifts and, and finding whatever God's calling them to do. I love that. So, so your role as pastor of spiritual formation, if you could explain a little bit about what that is and how you live out that role in your church. So um, spiritual formation is basically this generation's understanding of discipleship, mm. you know, um, not that we change church to go with culture, but yet, um, we want to use vocabulary that's prevalent to the society that we're in, um, mm. so that we can reach our people. And so basically I would say it's the same thing as discipleship, meaning that we are equipping people to live in the, in their fullness in Christ, that they would grow in maturity, that they would be lovers of the word, that they would have deep connections with God. Um, so it's just kind of a new term, but I always tell people, whatever you want to call it is fine. Um, but one of the things that I really focus on for me is hearing God's voice. And so I talk about that a lot with people is if you can connect and you can, you know what God's voice sounds like, um, then you can do anything. <laughs> yeah. that, that's the most important thing. But I think with that, people get intimidated. It's like, oh, well, you know, I don't hear God. Um, but God speaks in lots of different ways. We know that God speaks throughout scripture. Everything that God says will be in alignment with scripture. So God's not, I always tell people, God's not going to tell you to go burn somebody's house down. Like <laughs> um, God is going to tell us to live. He's going to tell us to forgive. He's going to invite us to extend healing, forgiveness, whatever that is. We can hear God through song, um, worship song or a secular song, whatever it is, God speaks through music. We can hear God through um, visions and dreams. And so we, some people are, some of my people are prophetic seers. And so when they pray, they often get pictures in their head or they get a little movie clip in their head or um they're dreamers so they're you know they're waking up and they're really moved by god what god's speaking to them at nighttime um what are some of the other ones i kind of touch on a couple i mean there's lots of them nature some people that you know really um are involved in nature or there are knowers and i tell this and this is um a lot of men are like this women can have this gift too but i find it prevalently in men that they're knowers it's like a i'm not quite sure how i know this information but i know this is what i need to do i know this is a person i need to text and tell that i'm praying for them I don't know why. I just know that I know it. <laughs> yeah, that's a powerful thing. So there's lots of different ways. So I, you know, I hesitate even to say hearing from God because I think it's more of communicating with God because it can be different. For me, I am, um, I'm definitely a feeler and a hearer. So for me, when God communicates, it's either that feeling of Oop, God's presence is here. Mm -hmm. Or it's that internal audible voice of those are God's thoughts. Like those are not, I'm not smart enough to think like that. Like <laughs> definitely God coming and sharing something with me. Yeah. It's like, that can't be me. <laughs> yeah. And I, and I love too how you mentioned all of those things that you mentioned were awesome and how you mentioned um, out, you know, out in nature. And I know that there are certain, certain belief systems where they actually worship nature. But what we're talking about here is God is, I mean, that's his creation. Like he appeared to people. People, um, as a pillar of fire and as a cloud and used a burning bush. So, I mean, it's like, so he is just, the beauty is everywhere. It's so undeniable that he's here, like, and he, he exists and he, he wants to talk to us, which is so awesome. Like when you think about it, it's like, you know, your mind is like, what? <laughs> you can hardly fathom that, you know, that you could have a relationship and a personal relationship with the Lord. It's awesome. Yeah, I think that's a really big thing is that God um, actually does want to help us. 
Yeah. We have to like beg and scream like a kid in the grocery store, like, I have to have this candy. I have to have it. But God really does want friends. Mm -hmm. Um, So he chooses to share his heart with us. Yeah. And, you know, I was talking with a friend this week and I said, you know, like I understand the mystery of God and that there's, there's certain prayers that we'll never understand why they're not answered. As hard as that is, like I I trust God enough that I'm okay with that. Um, But I just have this like new agitation with like, what about the miracles we're not seeing because we weren't brave enough to ask? Mm. And like, I'm not okay with that. And that's really messing me up. (laughs) Yes. I'm like, okay, God, like, what are the things that you actually want to release in my life that I'm not seeing just because I haven't asked you for them? Mm. Yeah. Like the bold asks he calls us to. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. When you think about it and it just breaks my heart too, that when there are people out there that are not living their real life, like they're not living the life that God created them to live. So I kind of liken it to, you know, if we were to put, um, I don't know if we still have overhead projectors in the world, but we used to use those a lot in school. But if we put like a transparency on an overhead projector and we were able to trace our path and how we've been living thus far, and then we would see God's line of how his path is for us, like how closely does it line up? And not meaning that if it hasn't lined up, that it can't start lining up today because that's that's powerful, but just kind of missing the real life that we're called to live and it's just exciting. And it's, it, that's, I think the passion for us to see women, especially too, um, cause that's a lot of our ministry walk in that, walk in what they're called to do, walk in the life that God created them to live through the power of the Holy Spirit. I think one of the, one of the reasons that, um, especially as women, we get stuck is because we're waiting for like specific A, B, C, D, E, F, G steps. Mm-hmm. Um, of what God wants us to do. And so I think a lot of us, we stay stagnant because we think that, um, like, because, and it's not a bad thing. It's because we want to honor Jesus and we, because we want to honor, um, who he is, what he's calling us to. But sometimes it feels like it's everything we're doing, like regarding our calling has to be this big thing. Mm. Um, and so one of the things that I just kind of asked the Lord for me, I use what's called season words or word of the year. So basically that idea is every year, instead of a new year's resolution, I ask him like, like, like if we think of it as a book, so like a book title. So this year, um, the Lord gave me the year of blessing. And so I know that the 2020 book is the year of blessing. And so from there throughout each season, it doesn't have to be every month or every like nature season, but just kind of the, you know, in your heart, when you know, you're like, okay, I think God's asking me to move on to something else. Mm-hmm. I just ask him and I say, Lord, like, what's my word for right now? And my word ironically right now is ask. Um, <laughs> so it's just kind of that anchor word of, okay, I am going to keep going back. Like there's a, there's a permission for that. Mm-hmm. And so for me, like I've really had to press into, because that's my word, because that's my anchor. That's where the grace is for the season. Um, getting really bold and saying, Hey, I really would appreciate if I could run this idea by you on this day. So like mm-hmm. My friends and being really vulnerable and saying, Hey, I have this trip coming up um, and I need someone to kind of process it with. Can you make time on Friday for us to talk about it? Yeah. You know, whatever it is of, you know, your ministry involvement. We don't have to say yes to everything. (laughs) Amen to that. (laughs) You're a good leader. We do not have to say yes. And so it's saying, Hey, um, I have this obligation or I just need a break. I am not able to lead this group this week. Would you be willing to lead in my place? Mm-hmm. And so reaching out and asking for help. And so I think that that's a huge thing when we talk about living our calling is um, the picture I always kind of get is if you think of like a kid's coloring book, 
I think our life with God is a lot like that, where God gives us the outline of the princess or, you know, whatever it is we're coloring, (laughs) gives us the box of crayons and says, go for it. I love that analogy. And so there's part of us, like being women of fierce calling is saying like, okay, like God's given me the boundary lines. Um, He's given me what's good and gracious for my life. Uh, but he doesn't want puppets. He wants friends. And so he's really excited if I choose to make a purple dress or a pink dress or a green dress. Like he wants to see what I'm going to do with what I've been called to. Um, and I think that understanding has personally like unlocked me so much yeah. uh, because I'm not constantly like, oh, like I have to sit and pray about it. Well, there are things that we, when I'm constantly in communication with God as a friend, then I know his heart. Um, and so if there's something that's off, he'll tell me because he's coming. Hmm. Uh, so whatever it is, like, just go for it. And if it, I mean, obviously like good things, right. That's a podcast or you want to try leading a new ministry or you want to reach out to some women that your kids go to school with or whatever it is. Like if it's rooted in love, go for it. Um, and either it'll work and God will keep opening doors or it'll be a good lesson. And we just, we move on and it's not so high stakes. Cool. I mean, that is a revelation that is freeing because really, I guess when you think about it, if we are constantly hesitant to take any steps in and just trusting God and taking the steps that he's equipped us, it, you know, oftentimes it could be just rooted in fear that we're fear of failure or fear. And then we're putting it all on in, on ourselves, like that it's all up to us but God is leading. Well, that's going to free someone today. (laughs) When I was putting on my makeup this morning, (laughs) listening to the Lord and he said, um, he reminded me of Ephesians 4, 7. And it says he has generously given each one of us supernatural grace according to the size of the gift of Christ. Mm -hmm. Um, And one of the things that I have been processing through this past year is the idea that, yes, we always want to be people that live beyond our own strength. Mm -hmm. I can't do any of this. You know what I mean? Like there is nothing I'm very aware. Um, I think we all are is the crazy places that God puts us in. Yeah. There's no way we could have maneuvered that. Like it's just God. But I think sometimes we get exhausted and burnt out because we live past the grace that's available. Mm. Um, and so I think especially, you know, that I said about that, like we don't have to say yes to everything. And so I just kind of asked the Lord, like, Lord, like what is their grace for? And so sometimes this past year I traveled, I traveled all over. Like I flew, I was on 22 airplanes last year, more times than I have my entire life combined, but there was a grace for it. And this year, just with some of the stuff that I'm, you know, walking through right now, I've, and I've checked with, you know, my, my good people, my close people, like, Hey, I have the grace to do that, but it's not as much as last year. And the word God gave me for last year was a year of adventure. Ah, <laughs> that's why I ask him is like, Lord, like, I want to know where your grace is because I want to do things that take me out of my comfort zone. I want to do that, but I don't want to be living beyond the grace that you have. And I think so many people, um, end up kind of forfeiting their calling because they're doing too much when God didn't ask them to do all of it. Yeah. And so this season, like God's not asking me to fly everywhere. I don't have to go to this conference and that conference. Like there are a couple things that I've said yes to that God's invited me into, but I felt that grace lift off where I do this year I don't think is going to be as go, go, go as last year was. And it's okay because mm-hmm. there, there's just a different grace. So yeah, I don't know if that makes sense, but for that me, makes total sense. That That is like when you live beyond the place of grace, it's mm-hmm. a place of burnout yeah. and you're, and you are, you kind of, it's like you're swimming beyond the, uh, the limits. You remember like sometimes when we were younger, we might go to the lake and they would have the buoys yeah. in the place where like, 
okay, you can swim out to here, but don't swim beyond this point because if you do, you're kind of on your own, you know? And so when we go beyond those boundaries of grace, uh, yeah. <laughs> and having that w- word, because I know a lot of people talk about having word of the year, but thinking of it and putting it into the perspective of the way that you explained it, that it just kind of um, invites us to continually live in whatever God has given us for that particular year. Or it puts it in the forefront of our mind. Like if, if your word is asked, then you are thinking about asking where it might not have crossed your mind before, but it's making it more intentional, right? That's precious. And I love that I can see right behind you because I love the book of Esther that says you were born for such a time as this. Yeah, it's a, um, there's a wonderful company. It's a woman who makes homemade signs. Mm. It's called the House of Belonging. Mm. And so, yeah, I love, um, I think what we put on our bodies in our home is really important. Mm-hmm. So I thought about um, the idea of like dressing prophetically or what we put in our homes, like that being a prophetic act too. And again, just to take that word, like prophetic is not um, some crazy thing. It's, it's literally just saying like, this is who God is and this is what he's releasing. And so I'm going to make my life look like that. Mm. Um, and so like one of the things um, I had a woman pray for me, I'll give you like some silly examples, but I think they're really important that like the Lord would protect me and camouflage me so that the enemy couldn't see what I was doing. Uh, and so like I went and bought a pair of camo pants. <laughs> there, are, there are times like when I feel in the morning of like, I feel like I have some intense work to do today. And again, not that the pants do any magical thing, but it's just kind of, it puts my heart of like, okay, like I am covered, like covered by Jesus. Mm. So the thing about like, I think for our homes is what you put in there is really important. Um, because they are like, not that Jesus needs us to have artwork that says for such a time as this. Um, but I know that I need to have artwork that says that because I need to remind, like remind myself of like, God put you here for this. Like God didn't put you here 10 years ago. God didn't put you here, you know, 10 years from now, he put you here for today and that's, that's okay. Um, and so that's like a fun thing. My friends and I will do that of, you know what I mean? Like, uh, if they wear a red sweater, like I just need to remember like the power of God's, like the power of his blood today. I'm going to wear or um, I have a, like a pair of stockings that have little umbrellas on them. And so for me, I always talk about like the umbrella, meaning like your sphere of authority, like God gives you an umbrella. Mm. Um, and so I put those on, I've, I've taught in those pants so many times. Cause I'm just like, <laughs> I got to remind myself, you have to come back under like who God is. And so I think they're fun, especially as women. Like, I think it's fun ways to be creative. Yeah. Say, hey, like, um, Jesus, like, how can I, like scripture talks about like clothing ourselves with righteousness. And sometimes that has to be literal. (laughs) (laughs) Like it's a literal dress or a literal thing that you pick up. Um, Mm -hmm. but I I think our relationship with Jesus should be fun. And so talking to God about, um, you know, the makeup that you wear that day or the clothes you wear, like, he, he's creative. He's fun. Like he wants to talk about it. And it's just a cool way. Again, like that spiritual formation, that discipleship, like it's not always going to be sitting in a classroom and memorizing verses. It's mm-hmm. going to be part of it, but God wants us to have our whole life being disciples. And that means, you know, what we're cooking for dinner and who we're inviting to our homes and, um, what, you know, what color we're painting our nails. Like those are, they're fun to in- include God in those decisions too. That is so fun. Yeah. Cause it's not just learning it. It's living it. And then, like you say, 
it's interwoven into every facet of our lives and even to the the funnest things of what are we going to wear or whatever but when we look at you know all the you know biblical accounts of where god calls us to remember and you know like the stones and you know whatever he uses to call to mind what his word and truth says and then we can share it with other people and yeah and he, i i know he's fun he sure is <laughs> it's it's fun to be a god's girl i mean really that's why we we want to encourage other uh, women to just live intentional lives for for Jesus and share that. So so how can people connect with you? I know you have a podcast and so tell us a little bit about how they can find that and find you. Yeah, yeah. So I'm currently the host of our church's podcast um, called Tuesday Talks with Shawnee Alliance Church. Um, and so you can find that um, on iTunes, Google Play, Spotify. And if you're not tech savvy, you can literally just go to YouTube and type in Tuesday Talks with Shawnee Alliance um, and you can find that. Um, you can connect with me by going to my website, which is BridgetBlood.com. And the podcast is also linked there. I am on Facebook, but not so much. So I spend, if you want to connect with me on social and kind of follow along day-to-day -day Bridget life, I'm on Instagram. And that's just my name again. That's Bridget Blood. And yeah, that's where I'm, that's where I'm at these days. Cool. I love how your last name is Blood. What a reminder of that, you know, the blood of Jesus. <laughs> it covers us. Long time, but I was like, all right, Lord, I receive it. I receive it. Yeah, definitely. Um, so I just enjoyed our talk today so much. And I appreciate you coming on and encouraging the listener you know, that God has a plan for their life. He has a fierce calling for them and it looks different for every person. And no matter what they're called to do, whether it might seem like simple, like sweeping the floor where nobody sees it or, you know, whatever it is that you're doing unto the Lord is like, you know, it's people are watching us and we want to be a witness for him and reflect Jesus absolutely to the world. So thank you so much for joining me today. And I hope to talk to you soon and have you on again. Yes. Thank you so much for having me. All right. Well, we'll talk soon. Thanks friend. Thank you for listening. I hope what Bridget shared inspired you to take action and passionately pursue God's presence in your life. By the way, you may have thought you heard those jumping around Holy Spirit tambourines in the background that Bridget mentioned. Nope, that was just my cat. You can connect with Bridget at www.bridgetblood.com. Follow her on Instagram at Bridget Blood and listen to her host, the weekly podcast, Tuesday Talks with Shawnee Alliance Church. The link to her podcast is on her website, and I will put all of those links for you in the show notes. I'd also love to connect with you, so subscribe to this podcast and leave me a message. Then hop on over to my blog at doraswift.com, subscribe there, and read my latest posts. While you're there, grab my free Goodbye Regret Bible Study and Prayer Journal. You have a fierce calling, friend, and I can't wait to hear how you're taking action where your passion, compassion, and conviction intersect. You can make a difference in the lives of others when you use your gifts to impact the world for Christ. I'd like to close by praying for you. Heavenly Father, thank you for the person who is listening to this podcast. Encourage them in this divine appointment you had on their calendar at such a time as this. I pray the words you brought forth today would take root deep in their soul and stir them to rise up and walk in the plans you have for them. Lord, open their eyes to new adventures with you and help them be sensitive to the Holy Spirit and the power that indwells them as a believer and follower of Christ. 
the same miraculous power that healed the sick and resurrected Jesus from the dead. May they surrender all to you today, lay down all fears and doubts, and walk in the fierce calling you have on their life. In Jesus' name, amen. I hope you'll join me next week when I invite another woman to share how she is walking in her fierce calling, taking action where her passion, compassion, and conviction intersect, and using her gifts to impact the world for Christ. Until then, friend, have a blessed week, and I'll talk to you soon. Thank you.